Sunday, December the 18th. Welcome to this Burlington Audio Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and inspired in your faith as you listen to this message. We'd love to hear what you think. Please be in touch with us through the website. More information and many more podcasts are all at burlingtonbaptist.org.uk. Thanks for listening. Well, I've never been called a celebrity pastor before. I will be doing a free signing in the uh, coffee area after the service. Uh, Jonah's first in the line. Going to sign his back or something, his shirt or something. So, we are continuing our talks around the theme of kingship, God being king, that he is reigning. And because it's our family service and it's Christmas, we're going to have a quiz. You're going to have to get more enthusiastic than that. I've worked hard on this quiz. I need you to get into groups of like four or five people. And when you are in that group, put your hand up for me because my beautiful assistants are going to come around with a pen and a quiz sheet for you. Go. Put your hand up when you're in a little group. Children, I think you're going to enjoy this. So you might want to be a team in the corner. Thanks, Sam. Oh, that didn't out go there. well. How are we doing? How are we doing? If you're not in a team, put your hand up as well. We can make you in a team. Wow, Richard's running. Sam, can you make sure that the kids have got a team, please? Can you go and grab a pen from Katie and give them a quiz sheet, please? Grab the pen and a piece of... What are you doing? You can have a team name if you want. Brussels sprouts or whatever you want. Chuck it on the top of your piece of paper. Sam's just bringing you one in the corner. What are you going to be called? Okay, has everybody got one? Wave if you haven't. Now it's Christmas. And Christmas is all about a baby. But it's also about some stars. And I've got some baby stars for you to guess who they are. I think that our ministry team this year in so many ways have been shining stars. Little kings and queens really helping us over the course of this year. And so I asked them in a final act of uh, beauty and joy to send me their baby photos. And you have got the names of the people on your sheet. And what I would like you to do is look at the baby photos I'm about to put up and write the number next to the name. Now, I'm just going to ask them to stand up. Uh, Jane and Chris, stand up. They are both on our screen. Okay, have a good look. See their features. It's not going to help you at all. Just saying. Uh, We have Sarah and Mark. So the one dressed as an elf is likely to be Mark. Just saying. Sorry, Santa. Where's Sarah? There's Sarah. You've got me, and you've got Katie, and we've got Lydia. 
Now, Lydia was an identical, tw- is an identical twin. We had to ask her mum which one was which. That was a bit tricky, wasn't it? But we think this is Lydia, not Karen on the screen. And we've also got the guest appearance of King Charles. King Charles. So I couldn't get him here today, but I know you know what he looks like. So you have got three minutes from the moment I put this on the screen. Let's have a look at the baby photos. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's go. Go, go, go. Aren't they cute? Got three minutes, people. Three minutes. You'll need that microphone. Only a minute left, everyone. One minute left. Oh, there's some very puzzled faces. Okay, I need you to stand still. Okay, I'm going to get, so I need you to stand there. But you could use that microphone if you'd prefer, because then it will just pick you up. Okay. Thirty seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three. Right, make sure you've got your name of some description on the top. And because I know you're all a load of cheaters, you need to swap. Because I know you guys too well. So swap with someone around you. And Sam's going to help me with the answers. So swap your piece of paper. Thank you very much. Who feels confident? Front row feel confident. No one else does. Dan does. Okay, all right. Okay, so you need to stand... So, Sam, who was number one? So, number one was Chris Hewson. Oh, well done, everyone. That's an Okay, number two. Can you guess? It's my mum. I'd just like to say that fringe was definitely done with a bowl on my head. Number three, Sam. Um, it was Lydia. Oh, isn't she cute? Number four. Um, it was Sarah. <laughs> Number five. Number five was a tough one. It was Mark. Do you want to confess to which one you thought Mark was first? <laughs> <laughs> no. Go on then. 
Um, number six was Katie. Oh. Number seven, the only one that's not in this room, King Charles. And that means number eight is Jane. Add your numbers up. Add your numbers up. And if everybody who is able could stand, please. Here, give them back. Everyone stand up, please. Okay, if you only got one right, can you sit down, please? You all need to stand up, otherwise I won't know who's won. I think you've only got one right. Okay, if you've got two or less right, please sit down. Three or less right. Oh, dear. Four or less right. Five or less right. Oh, well done. Six or less right. Oh, the young people did well. <laughs> I think they're fine. Sore loser on the front row. Seven, seven. Who got seven? Who got eight? Give them a round of applause. Well done. Thank you, Sam. Go sit down. That was great. What's the prize? Eternal glory. I'll give you a clue. There's hot chocolate soon. Are you ready for the cutest picture you're going to see today? Aren't I cute? I'm not actually sure I ever wanted to be a ballerina. In fact, after this performance, I was told that ballet was not my thing. It's okay. It's okay. I was a swan, apparently. And uh, I'm sure when I grew up, though, when I was about this age, I decided that I wanted to be a Baptist minister. I wanted to be a zookeeper. I wanted to own a bookshop. Uh, and that was about it at this age. That's what I really dreamed of doing, neither of which happened. Uh, I can remember arguing with God and telling him I wouldn't be a Baptist minister when I was 16. But he's got a great sense of humor, hasn't he? I wonder what you thought you were going to be when you were seven or what you're thinking about being now you're seven. Jesus, though, even before he was born, and we've looked at these prophecies, haven't we, over the last few weeks, knew that he was coming to earth as the newborn king, that that's who he was. All of the prophecies that we looked at last week that Angie is so beautifully painting for us right now, please do go over and have a look predicted that Jesus would come as king of the world, that he would be king of kings, lord of lords, wonderful counsellor, prince of peace. And we've looked in the last few weeks, haven't we, about how even when he was born, some of the presents that were brought to him, some of the signs like the star in the sky pointed to the fact that a king had been born. The problem was, though, that everybody had a different view on what this kind of king was going to be like. Some of them thought that he would be that amazing big stage preacher that would bring the world back to the one God, Yahweh. Others thought he would be hugely political, knocking the Romans out of their uh, place as kings in the area. They would overflow, overthrow the occupying baddies and become a political king. The thing was, none of these were right. 
and our children and young people have shown us that today by retelling the story. The kind of king that Jesus would be was one born to a teenage mum in an outhouse surrounded by animals, visited by a group of smelly shepherds, almost under the radar that the king of the area, Herod, would have to uh, ask the wise visitors where this newborn king was. And Jane so beautifully read to us from Philippians, written after the death and resurrection of Jesus, this kind of king. This is the kind of king that Jesus was. One who came to earth, making himself nothing, taking on the nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being obedient to death, even death on a cross. This was the kind of king that had never been seen before. And this is the king that we are celebrating at Christmas. He gave up heaven to come to earth, all the comfort and status of heaven, to show us, the human race, that he loves us and he is with us. He took off the robes of a king and became a servant that even washed the feet of his friends. He died to show how loved we were. He was humble. He was the greatest friend to his disciples. He's the greatest friend for us today. This is my king. This is your king, the servant king. So what does that say to us today? Well, Christmas is coming. And I've been thinking about this over this week. If that's my king... Then what does that passage that Jane just reminded us begin like? It says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. It says to have the same mindset as Jesus. So think about your Christmas plans from here on in. If you are to be a bit like Jesus this Christmas, what do you need to be like? When you put your cracker hat on on Christmas Day to remind you of King Jesus, I'd love you to think about how you can be like him on Christmas Day. Now, that might feel really easy until the mother-in-law arrives. No, mother-in-laws are great. It might feel really easy until you have to kick a teenager out of bed at lunchtime and they're a bit grumpy. It's Christmas Day, get out of bed. It might feel really easy until your brother does something that really annoys you. You might think, yeah, I can be like a servant until you look at the washing up pile. How can you be like Jesus, King Jesus, who came as a servant? As you got chatting to your neighbours earlier, you're going to just have two minutes to chat now. How can you be like Jesus this Christmas? How can you be servant-hearted? How can you be fully present with those around you? How, what is God saying to you today about how you can be like Jesus? So just with the one or two people next to you, why don't you think about that question? And maybe with that one or two other people, just say, do you know what? On Christmas Day, when the washing up mountain's there, I'm going to do it without grumbling. There's a nervous giggle rather than a joy-filled giggle around the place. I'm just saying. Your two minutes. Have a chat together about how you could do that.
seconds, just 30 seconds left. So make sure everyone's had a chance to think. Okay, if you can bring your conversations to a close. Remember this conversation when you've got your cracker, cracker crown on, on Christmas Day. Jesus came, didn't he? As King of Kings, Lord of Lords, yet humble and servant-like. One of the ways that I'm choosing to be like Jesus over the next couple of weeks is found in a, a little verse just after the passage that Jane read to us. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing. Ask me how I'm doing on Christmas Day. Ask me how I'm doing on New Year's Day. There might be different answers. But actually, uh, over this last year, I've discovered that being thankful and having a thankful heart chases the grumbles away. And it's often so easy to see all of the things around us that we can grumble about, isn't it? And there'll be a lot of things over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure, if your Christmas is anything like mine, that we could grumble about. But being thankful and taking that little verse helps me be a little bit more like Jesus this Christmas. And this week, I kind of got lost in a pit of photographs uh, of, of Burlington family in the last year. And as I flicked through them, I thought, do you know what? This is helping me be grateful This is helping me be a little bit more like Jesus, because actually it filled my heart with joy. And so I have put those photographs together for us, and we're going to have some music on at the back. And I'm hoping that this is going to bring a little bit of joy to you that will chase any grumbles away. And after that, Simon's going to lead us uh, just in a prayer of thanks about what God has done amongst us. So let's watch this together. Let's have the music on from the back, please. In the bleak midwinter, all creation grows, and for a world in darkness, Frozen like a stone, light is breaking in a stable for a throne, and he
Ah, lots there, isn't there? Every picture paints or tells a thousand, a thousand words. Let's give thanks together, shall we? Invite you perhaps just to pause for a minute and visualize maybe one or two of those photos that, that grabbed you, uh, grabbed you, uh, not just in your head, but in your heart. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for our life together, for all the fun and the joy, for all the prayers, for all the presence of Jesus, for all the countless decisions we've made for the first time and for the hundredth time to follow him, to love him, to worship him. Thank you that it was never your intention to journey alone. But you invited us to be part of a family. And so we thank you today for this family that you have placed us in. Thank you for that sense of belonging. For that sense of community. For that depth of togetherness that comes from knowing God as our Father. In the quietness, we give you our own personal thanks. We allow our hearts to rise and say, thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for the love of Jesus that we've known. Thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit that's been at work among us. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. And so as we pivot from the end of this year into the year ahead, lead us, we pray. Light up our path. Do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Take us on that journey from glory into glory, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.